0: It's late Friday because, and we decided to uh, uh, do the show right after the global series in Stockholm uh, yesterday. It was Detroit and Ottawa. I, I thought it was a little unfair that you know they're having Detroit play back to back games and yeah. Minnesota play back to back games too. So it's it and was they were crazy.
1: there for like three or four days though.
0: Yeah, but still, I thought it was just a little a little weird, but but. um We'll start with a pre-show, then we'll go into the global series. Go ahead, Russ. All right. Well, as everybody
1: is aware, the Jets will play the Bills this Sunday.
0: Oh, no. I didn't know that.
1: Well, you know, I think you have a Bills hat somewhere. I'm not sure. Nope. Uh, You don't. You don't own a Bills hat. That's very telling. No. Anyhow, uh, but the weird thing right now in football is there's a lot of injuries to quarterbacks, and a lot of them in the AFC. Joe Burrow's out. uh, Deshaun Watson's out. They're out Mm -hmm. for the year. And so now you kind of wonder what is going to happen with, with the Jets and the uh, Bills because, like, the Bills were thought to be like a you know powerhouse team and they've had some hiccups. The Jets obviously had the Rodgers situation and now they're trying to stay alive until he comes back mid December. So, you know, right now there's a lot of opportunity out there. Do you
0: do? Okay. Do you really believe he's coming back in mid December?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm watching him when, um, before the game starts and people are videoing him and, he's working on his footwork and he's throwing 50 yards in the air. So, he's not doing that if he thinks he's just going to, you know, goof around the rest the rest of the season. I here's the thing. He went to a guy, right? That specifically said that this the way I do this procedure for an Achilles, you could get back a little faster than normal. And then he's been basically when he's not with the Jets, the one day a week He's been rehabbing five hours a day. So I believe it. And, and I think it's an interesting thing. The Jets are maybe about to get Robbie Anderson back, too, who I used to really like as a deep threat because, you know, some of their other receivers are, have petered out. And I guess – Well, who's Davis, the,
0: who, who was the guy that – yeah, I was going to say, who the guy
1: retired? Man? Davis retired. He said he was going to unretire, but it hasn't happened. So Anderson would – um add some nice speed it won't happen for the buffalo game but um mm-hmm. it would be after that so you know we'll see i mean i think that game's gonna be interesting on sunday i i could see either team winning i think it's gonna be close i think i think this is gonna be a field goal game i do
0: yeah again i'm i, I i'm i am i do not think i'm gonna watch it um <laughs> you're gonna I, watch it you're no, such a liar no I mean, i'm not i'm not lying you I have
1: your tray of pizza <laughs> no no i will not five dollar thirty dollar pizza no, you know, no 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 no
0: no sorry uh, no i, I mean i like i said if the movie napoleon had opened on this friday i would have gone to see that movie i am going to see if there are any Sunday other
1: 425 no you wouldn't know
0: yes i would i'm telling you right now i'm i am not lying um somebody you know, put a thumbs down we need a thumbs down <laughs> so a thumbs out. i don't think there is all there is is like uh, you know big fireworks explode, which I, I still have not seen since I would love to, see, cause all I've seen is these stupid th- thumbs, thumbs up. ups. Yeah. But, but, uh, no, all, all I know is that, um, uh, I, I, like the way the AFC is going right now. I mean, Watson's got a broken shoulder. He's out for the year. Um, and, a massage will not help folks. Um, burrow i don't know what's going on with burrow but i don't think this is something that he's going to recover from in a week i mean it's no i mean he was already he couldn't even grab the ball yeah actually
1: there's an nfl investigation now because
0: oh please yeah that that
1: that, he's wearing a device walking into the stadium like they saw him coming off the plane with that so yeah yeah
0: yeah and i mean carissa thompson thought he was going to get it amputated so there you go Oh well, hey, hey, hey! She opened herself up. I says, I, I have not seen a bigger, a bigger self-inflicted wound to somebody's career since Jeremy Roenick went on. Uh, You know, it's it's just unbelievable. But uh, no, so but but, um, and the Bills really have been wounded by everything but the quarterback being injured. I mean, with with Milano, who's not. Mostly coaching and injuries. Well, I mean, okay, I think the injuries, but, and in, in I mean, no, I haven't heard that Burrow's out for the season. Unless no, we haven't heard that yet either, but yeah. we're surmising and, he's not playing. Yeah. And then and then, Mark Andrews, the, the all-pro tight end for Baltimore, he's out. You know, you've got – I love this stat. The Bills have a pl- have a uh, point differential of plus 75, which doesn't really mean anything. It means the games that they win, they blow people out, and the close games they choke. Right. Um, which is what and, and turn over the ball. Pittsburgh, who is I think six and three, their point differential is minus twenty-five, and they're six and three. So again, the NFL sucks. I hate I hate the way the league yeah, is. There's a lot of parity, man. It it's parody, and it's also I think they like I said, I think that the the officiating in this in this game now is keep the game close no matter if the call is right or the call is wrong i saw calls in that game yesterday that were so patently absurd that they shouldn't have been called but they went yeah you know, and but the thing was it, once burrow went out it was impossible to keep that game close right, right but anyway all right let's start the show hello hockey world today is friday november 17th 2023 i'm russ cohen from sportsology And I'm Michael Lajello, and this is the Hockey Buzzcast here on HockeyBuzz.com. And Rick, if that quote is right, and then since it
1: it probably is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't doubt it based on the way he reacted. I mean, he was in a lot of pain throwing that ball. So, I mean, but anyway, let's talk hockey here. And let's start with the game today. It's first of all, okay. I mean, I know we have afternoon games on on weekends. We have afternoon game, um, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays, you know, NBC, ABC, whatever, you know, whatever channel. Um, but it was sort of weird, you know, having an afternoon game um, coming from Europe and on a, you know, yesterday was on a Thursday, today on a Friday. Um, Ottawa, Detroit yesterday, Toronto, Detroit today. Um, I mean, it's clearly a big deal there. Russ. I mean, I, you know, I'm not minimizing that in that respect. I just don't know. I think you said it about right. these games counting. It's like preseason is one thing, but having like regular season games and having this carve out of like with Toronto, it's a two week carve out of their schedule. It's like, you know, they They went over, they spent four or five days, they're playing two games in three nights and they're coming back. And then they're not playing until black Friday. It's really bizarre. It is. Look, the fans clearly
1: liked it um maybe william nylander's grandmother liked it we're not sure that was funny when gord said that after he scored um it was a good joke but uh yeah it means a lot to them but i don't know if it would mean any more if it wasn't regular season and i'm not sure they should put the weight of the regular season on this like you said they they created a back-to-back where it probably didn't need to exist and yeah it's a, it's a tough spot like even this game Didn't really get rolling
0: until the third period, right? It well, okay, it got rolling for Detroit a little earlier than that. Yeah, a little earlier. Toronto looked like they were um, they were sleeping in the first class of their transatlantic flight, yeah, uh, until the third period, and then all of a sudden they woke up. Um, I'll I'll just say, you know, obviously, like we've covered the Neander territory on off the post and on this show, and it's like, I mean, I'm not surprised. He's motivated. This is a money run. This is a, you know, he's, I mean, I've always said he's a talented player. My problem has been like the whole Dr. Nealander and Mr. Willie thing. It's like when he applies himself, he's one of the most talented players in the league. And he's doing that. He's got goal. He's got points in all 16 games or, or I th- yeah, no, they played. Hold on a second. I'll tell you right now their record now, oh, 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 Live live stuff here. Uh, the record is nine, five, and two. Yeah, he's he's scored a point in every game. So I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised that he's able to do this. What's infuriating is that when he doesn't do it, and which before this year has been in long stretches or in the playoffs, and people, you know, people, it's like revisions have been good now for, I mean, the playoffs were really
1: good last year. Last year, and he was a point game the year before, like.
0: What else do you want him to do? Well, no, but but there've there have been playoffs where sure. he's been terrible. But no, that's, really, that's going back to 2020. Right, the 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 recent the recent ones, he's been better. And you know, I give him full credit for that. They he was one of the main reasons why they beat Tampa. I mean, they needed offense from, yeah. you know, their their core people and, and they got it. But I got um, a couple things on Nylander, though. Go ahead. So, the first one is
1: everybody should go to nhldraftbuzz.com. It's my new website. And i have an interview with william nylander from the 2014 draft but the only reason i bring that up is because on the broadcast <laughs> um gordon miller said that it was kind of controversial that the leafs drafted him and i didn't believe that back yeah then. He, I, was, he was a star in the world juniors like he was he he had a dad who played i don't remember that being a bad pick i like the pick and that's why i made sure we videotape him back then because i thought he might be a star
0: no, I think what Gord is talking about is it was controversial for Toronto because they didn't take the guy that Don Cherry talked about, which was Nick Ritchie. You know, okay. it,
1: well it, that, was, that made, would be stupidity. So like, I right? Don't but don't but, think, but that would have been all that controversial. Like Don Cherry's not a prospect guy. No, so, no, no. I would have told you Nylander would have been like Nick Ritchie. No, I would. You when know, Nick was light. But no, I mean, you know, when you're
0: I'm talking when you're talking about an
1: Ontario kid. I know, but then you're going back to the Tyler Biggs days, like no, were, but they well, were past yeah. that at that point.
0: Well, I mean, Dave Notis was still there, Dave, sure. Notis, Dave, no, was the jammer.
1: Changed before. where guys like Nylander were starting to be the guys that you wanted to draft. You
0: know, it's like okay, Nick Ehlers was picked after him, Richie, Kevin Fiala, Brandon, per, Brandon Perlini. Uh, you know, I, I, you know,
1: Verlini was actually a big name in that draft because he was big. He had a long reach. He was a goal scorer. So, you know, and Honka, I had Honka probably right around that spot or even a little higher. I was very high on Julius Honka because I thought he'd be a, you know, really good skating offensive defenseman. It didn't happen. You
0: know? Well, it's funny because a lot of controversy is coming up, has come up over the last few weeks about that draft in regards to Vancouver, because apparently Trevor Linden went on Vancouver radio and basically said that Jim Benning, um, well, not, the, not just this draft, but uh, um, the 2015 draft, the Elias Pedersen draft, because he basically said that uh, uh, Benning had to be kicked and uh, dragged kicking and screaming to take Pedersen, that he wanted to take somebody else. And that you know, yeah, the fact that, that, what? what's that?
1: Who was the one who broke this news?
0: Trevor Linden was on uh Vancouver Linden Radio. Said that. Yeah, okay. Linden said And of course, I think Linden was part of the organization at that point. Linden and Benning have a thing where they – yeah, exactly. So there. it's like you don't know whether that's the truth or not. And you yeah. know, the fact that he they, they took Jake vertanen and sixth overall and Jared McCann, who's turned out to be a pretty good player. McCann's yeah. a really
1: good goal scorer, like
0: right, but he, you know, but he didn't turn out okay, to be a good player it. He didn't turn out to be a good player for Vancouver, but okay. So let's get back to this game. Oh, okay. Okay. While Ross is talking on the phone and he can hear me, I must take a minute to take a bow because I was proved right. And I just have to, all you people in the chat, and I will say this on Monday when Eck is back, all you people who said, Oh, Justin hall is a lot better of a defenseman. You know, no, 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 no. He's not a good defenseman. He's crap. He was overpaid by Detroit. I don't care if he was leading the NHL in minus it was what six games into the season. And if you needed an illustration of that, watch the game winning goal in which Tyler Bertuzzi wastes him, beats him to the puck. Beats him to the front of the net and feeds John Tavares. Justin Hall, I mean, it was I called it pure art because to see his incompetence happen for the Leafs instead of against the Leafs filled my heart with joy. Yeah, I'll say this. Um, it's,
1: it was an interesting game in the sense that I still am not high on Detroit. Maybe they won't be in last, but they're not making the playoffs. They're 3-6-3 lately uh this was a game where you know mike the um the leafs i think in that third period decided look we're just going to try and set up some more scoring chances we haven't gotten like some real set up scoring chances like the past that eventually i mean it went in off a leg right and taveras got a uh got credit for that right i don't think Tavares touched that puck did he? The,
0: the the game winner yeah, the game where no, they, they they gave it
1: to Tavares. They I mean, gave it, to him, but it went off of, of a defender. No, I mean,
0: if it, if it was Ber- if it was Bertuzzi, then then uh, the Bertuzzi pass. Yeah, Bertuzzi pass. If if, yeah. if if that's the case, then it's even then what I just said is even sweeter because the guy scored the game winning goal, stealing it off Justin Hall's. Yeah, yeah,
1: and then that's the whole thing. It's like basically, I just feel like the Leafs knew, hey, look, what what kind of game are we having here? We have better talent. Let's put it together, and they did. They put it together. Now you could be mad as a Leafs fan that it took that long. Yes, so, I mean, if well, you're a Red Wings fan. You knew they weren't winning that game once the, once the Leafs went ahead. You knew well,
0: it. Well, I, I mean, my my concern watching watching this game and watching the 16 games that the Leafs have played is that you can't do what they continue to do going into the playoffs which means falling behind by two goals allowing a team you know that that kind of you know like 5-3 lead Montreal 4-1 lead Tampa they come back two nothing lead in Boston they tied that game got a, got a point the other two games they came back and won in overtime this game they're down two nothing they were comatose in the first 40 minutes and they come back and Nealandor as an assist on Bertuzzi's goal and then, uh, and then Nylander scores the tying goal, and then obviously Tavares scores the winner, unless it was off of a leg. But, I mean, okay, maybe it's a statement on Detroit and their lack of quality. I think they're an okay team. I just, you know, they played Alex Lyon. I don't know why they play Alex Lyon instead of Billy Huso, unless he's hurt. And they, and they, they, played, they played Reimer yesterday, so they couldn't play him back-to-back. But Toronto can't keep doing that. You know, another thing, and this is just nitpicky, but these things count. They lead the NHL. It's They played 16 games. They've had six too many men in the ice penalties in 16 games. Yeah, in, that's a lot. That's that's not a lot. That's incompetence. That it's ridiculous. not incompetence. I'll tell you what
1: it is. They're trying to cheat. They're trying to cheat to get back on the ice. It's incompetence once in a blue moon, but it tells me that, that they're doing more cheating with that and they're getting caught. And the league's calling it. That's what it tells me.
0: Um, okay, just just an
1: episode at home for the birth of his child, Chris.
0: Okay, okay, so so that's why. That's
1: Although he hasn't played great this year either.
0: No. Um, one interesting thing, I you know, it was just a little nitpicky thing, and I, I was like, wait, something's off here. And it was the fact that the Leafs were wearing blue helmets with the white jerseys, and apparently, um, the NHL is allowing teams to do that so now you can wear now as long as the home team is not wearing white like the home team is or the 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 road sorry the the road team is always wearing the white jersey as long as the home team is not wearing a white helmet you can you know the 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 road team can wear an opposed so i mean it was odd i don't remember i don't remember the leafs ever wearing a blue helmet with a white jersey and a white and a white helmet blue jersey i don't know i haven't seen that i yet. actually don't care i did just it was interesting i i like these yeah little, yeah okay uh couple couple things we're not gonna do a long show here um the the patrick kane stuff is heating up is it well it sounds like it is russ because it's i mean everybody's talking about it and it sounds like it's just because everybody's talking
1: about it it doesn't mean well
0: it. no it, okay it had apparently he was ha- having talks with a number of teams at the GM's meetings in Toronto. Okay. Um, it sounds like he is, you know, ready to. I mean, I don't know if he's ready to play. I mean, but you know, but he's he's in shape. He's, you know, I mean, he thinks he's ready to play. I'm sure there'll be a ramp up with whoever he signs with. But um I like, I mean, I, I still again I, I still don't know. We talked about this with with Ted Starkey. I mean, if it's a one-year deal, I think it's going to be a veteran minimum with incentives. And if it's a long-term deal of like two or three years, then there's a better chance that he signs with a team like a Anaheim or a Buffalo than it is a Florida or a Dallas or a Toronto. I think if he signs with a contender, it's going to be on a short-term, on a one-year deal for cheap. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to sign him. Maybe.
1: I mean, we'll see. I mean, somebody might trade somebody just... You know for a draft pick just to make the space for him um so i think it's going to be a matter of you know what he's trying to do here but uh, i see people putting that picture of patrick kane from his uh the pierre turgeon like 92. glass, yeah yeah i think it's a 92 fleer card mm-hmm. i had that and it's funny with him up against the glass i don't think he's going to buffalo i actually that would surprise me if he went to buffalo Uh, I really don't know where he's going to go at the moment, but I also don't think he's going to be the same Patrick Kane. Now he'll be better than last year because anything's better than last year.
0: No, I mean, mean, that's the thing. I'm not saying he's going to be the same Patrick Kane. That would be ridiculous, but I do think he can be an effective player. That's why I think he's not going to, he can't go someplace and sign for 5 million bucks. He's not that player anymore.
1: Not, Not for five, but he can get three or four. I mean. But it depends. I mean, like you said, it, it is gonna depend on where he goes. Uh yeah, I I don't have a great sense in, in actually where he's gonna end up. I really don't. Uh I do think the Dallas Stars maybe makes the most sense, but I think he's probably not happy that the Rangers, you know, weren't in on him. And after that it's it you know, he's not gonna play for the Islanders, I'm pretty sure of that. No, it, And so, I, you know, Devils, I don't think he's playing for the Devils, do you?
0: It's possible. I mean, I mean, okay, could the prospect of him playing on the left wing with or right wing with Jack Hughes be intriguing to him? Yeah. What the hell? I mean, that would be phenomenal. I guess
1: it would be intriguing, but I don't know. He just doesn't seem like a guy that wants to play for that team. And I just, I don't think.
0: I mean, could he go to Pittsburgh? Could he go to Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah, I think he would go to Pittsburgh before he would go to the Devils. And I think it's just simply because they have more winners on that team. I just don't think the Devils are proven enough for Kane. That's, I that's mean, the whole
0: thing. I mean, that would be that would be like, you know, Carlson, Crosby, Malkin, Latang, and now Kane. It's I mean, it's just the I mean, if you think about it, that's that would be a scary proposition. That would be scary. Yeah, I mean, if he's got anything left, the prospect of him either playing with Maul. I mean, because, okay, Kane is a higher-functioning Phil Kessel. Yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of hockey IQ, they're, you know, I mean, Kessel had a lot of natural ability. But Kane, in terms of hockey IQ, and I mean, I don't know about skill now. I mean, I think he's got more skill now than Kessel because Kessel's probably done. Nobody signed him yet. But yeah, no, that would be intriguing. And I don't know if he wants to go out west. I would think he would want to stay east because his family is, he's either still living in Chicago. I know he's he was rehabbing in, in Toronto. And I still, I think Toronto is still a, a, a possibility, but it would have to be on that low scale on that, on that. And, and they, you know, they're looking to upgrade their defense when, when you're playing Simon Benoit and William loggison you have to upgrade their, your defense.
1: Yeah. There's no question. It, it has to get upgraded, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, the Canes, the, you know, is Kessel done? No, nope. I don't think, you know, I don't think Kessel's done, but I, I think a team would have to go down like a couple of starters to kind of call him now. He's not on the, Next guy in the league when you're looking for a player list.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, um, okay, a couple things. Um, the Florida Panthers are getting back both Aaron Bled and Brandon Montour. Uh, they are both activated off of long-term injury. Um, I'm assuming that they're them being activated that they're probably going to play in the next game. Otherwise, you wouldn't ha- you wouldn't have activated them. Right. Um, but right now, I mean, Florida uh, currently is one point ahead of Toronto, 10-5-1, second place in the Atlantic, five points behind the Bruins. They survived, Russ. They yeah. survived without Montour and with Backblat. You know, Ekman, uh, Larson. They're used to surviving, though, losing yeah. players, though, right? Like this
1: is two years in a row that, that it's happened. I'm impressed with that. I mean, that's a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, right now, Sam Reinhardt's in the top, what is he, top three or four in scoring? He's got 24 yeah. points. Um, Sam
1: Reinhardt, he used to play for somebody. Anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. team that wore blue and gold, I can't remember what that was. Yeah. Um, but, no, but defensively, I mean, Ekman Larson, solid, nothing great. Kulikov, Gustav Forsling, Nico Mikola. I mean, they just, you know, they... They didn't get a ton out of them, but they got enough. So, yeah, um, I give them a lot of credit. Um,
1: I do, too. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're going to be this surprise team that all of a sudden does win the Cup because they're able to weather all this. I don't know, but I give them credit. They are they are feisty.
0: Um, the Edmonton Oilers have won three games in a row, so everybody's ready to resume their pick of them as the Stanley Cup favorite. Give me a break.
1: I mean – I'm still not going to take them away from being in in the conference final. Why? Why do you think they all of a sudden they're?
0: They can't I think in the playoffs? I, As as I as I said at the beginning of the season, I think that they they are they'll barely sneak in the playoffs, and but
1: that's all they have to do, right?
0: No, no, but yeah, but I they're just a flawed team. They're not good. Or, they're not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. I don't think they're good enough to win a Western Conference. I, I think you have to be Stanley. careful about
1: this take because I think. It's, it's a ticket
0: since was- the beginning of the year. I haven't changed it.
1: No, no, but you, but you had extra glee when things were looking bad. And of course I did because I because
0: it proved me right.
1: Well, it's not gonna. It may not prove you right in the end. No, I'm not picking them to win the cup, uh, and I never did. But I do think they can make it to the conference final, and there's a chance they could make it to the cup if they got their stuff together. I think there's a chance, and I think that you know you have to sort of be careful about that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm not gonna be careful, but I'm I haven't I haven't changed I haven't changed my pick. It's like I They could I, win ten in a row and you would have the same awful take. Well, first of all, it's not awful. And I believe that if you make a prediction, you stick with it. I because... don't disagree with you
1: on that, but like it you are just you will never say they're playing well, even if they're playing well. That's no,
0: cool. not, well, I, no, no. Uh, of course I would. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, but they're not playing well. Um we'll take a couple questions in the chat before we end the show. Um, um the funny thing is right now, um, if you're talking about dysfunctional teams, the Columbus Blue Jackets might be up there. Yeah, they're
1: they they I kind mean, of remind me of when the abs sorry, when the abs had the Patrick Waugh situation, they get rid of pa- Patrick Waugh, Badnar is thrown in there in that first year bednar couldn't do anything and it kind of seems like vincent's having the same trouble
0: well okay kent johnson benched now line a and goudreau in the third period of a game benched they send emil bemstrom down to the down to the mine, place him on waivers didn't get claimed send him to the minors i mean you know right now it's like is anything has anything over the last three months has anything gone right with columbus from babcock to this no it, it, it doesn't seem great and
1: you know johnson's more than a point of game in the ahl so clearly he's an nhl or uh we don't ask we don't know what they asked them to work on but nobody's doing anything on that team and so like yeah there's there's problems and <laughs> I don't know what's going to cure it, but this seems like this is a doomed year for them.
0: Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of expectations with them and, and, you know, like right now it's like, it it seems like if, okay, you look at the standings and we'll look at the East just quickly here in Boston's a machine. Florida has played really well in spite of not having half their defense. Uh, Toronto started slow and we've covered their, their, the concerns of them but they're nine five and two the rangers are great even and they've weathered all these injuries and they've yeah. you know without, without fox now without both their goaltenders i think i i think i saw that they're getting uh and back and Heedles out too and Heedles out too so washington's a complete surprise i mean yeah. they they struggled at the beginning of the year um carolina is a big disappointment yes and I like, I I don't know where things are going there, but right now, I mean, it doesn't, you know, they're giving up a ton of goals. They've, they've given up 52 goals in 16 games. I mean, that's over three goals a game. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot for, for, well, for a team that purportedly has the best defensive core in the league. And I don't think that's you know, blowing smoke. It's just, it's really surprising. There's what,
1: something missing, although, like, that game against the Flyers, Coach Ekov played fine. I mean, it was a 3
0: 1 loss. Uh, yeah, but they, they, they're, they're, and they're missing Pesci.
1: Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I, I, I'll i grant that. Something's a little off with them. I can't disagree with you on that.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's take some questions here. Esmir has one. Uh, do you think this will be lose last year as Isles GM? I don't. I don't because he'll go. I I think Lou's gonna die in the GM chair. I think he's gonna put I and I'm not saying that cruel, like wickedly. No, league. you just mean that he'll just be there until he's yeah, not. Yeah, he's as long as as long he's as he's as long as he's coherent. He's got enough respect in the league that nobody's gonna. You know, I think I think he's gonna keep his job now. Well,
1: Lane Lambert is in trouble.
0: Yes, and I and uh, Elliot Friedman was reporting that they're looking to add a score. Um, and he does believe, and th- th- this is the thing that, that makes no sense. Um, they can't score any goals or can't score enough goals. So yeah, they're looking for a score, but gee, what are they also looking at? Well, they look at they, they, they hear about the uh, Calgary defenseman Zadorov and Tanev, and they're in on that. Are you kidding me? That's all you have are one-dimensional defensemen.
1: Yeah, they shouldn't be in on that.
0: Jeez, you're going you're gonna to trade like Oliver Wallstrom to get Chris Tanev so you can score less goals? It, 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 yeah, it, it boggles the mind. Um, Terry, is there any team right now in the NHL that has cap room and the assets to bail out some other team with cap room? Okay, first of all, why would they do that? they would have to get overpaid. You know, right. if you if you look at cap friendly and this will give you an accurate indicator of okay so right now the Chicago Blackhawks have 13 million in cap space. At the deadline when it's you know like maybe 15 20 games left in the season they're going to weaponize that cap space. Yes. They're going to use that to be the third team in a, in in deals Follow up some contracts. Right, and and they'll they'll accumulate some draft picks, which is yep. the same thing for Kyle Davidson to do. Yeah. yeah, Buffalo, they've got nine million in cap space. I may be on a, out on a on a limb here. I think it's do or die for the Sabers. I think they need to make the playoffs this year. but no, they're gonna buy. They're gonna they're, they're gonna buy. So I don't think they're gonna weapon. Now the thing is, they can create even more cap space by trading a guy like Victor Olufsen. But right now, with Tage Thompson out, they're not gonna trade Olufsen. Yeah, you know, you know, you you would think that if the Islanders were looking for a score, that a guy like Olufsen, who scored 28 goals last year, would be a good addition. But the but the problem is now Buffalo probably doesn't want to trade him until Thompson and Jack Quinn get back.
1: Right. Uh,
0: Anaheim has nine million in cap space. They're a young team. If they stay in it into January, they might want to add, they want to make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So right now I think there's two teams, Nashville being one of them because Barry Trotz seems to be operating in a, in a sort of different way. And he's got Poyle there helping him. So, uh, as an advisor, so they could be a team that could be a conduit, you know, that could be a, a, uh, a team that uh, you know will move one player through and save 25%, but it, it's all gonna be what they can get. If it's draft, if they're looking for draft picks, if they're looking for prospects, that's what you do when you have that cap space. Um, okay, let's see here, two more, two or three more. Um, why is the NHL okay sending players to Sweden but not reps to in-person draft? Well, you you heard our arguments. I, I one is I, nothing I,
1: with the other, you know, but yeah.
0: I mean, they're in, in their minds, they're expanding the game. Uh Sweden, you know, is, is I mean, what are they responsible for? 15% of the of the of the players in the league? Yeah. Something like that. I mean, yeah, I mean. it's growing. Um, I heard uh, Jeff and Elliot talking about that the global series next year might go to Germany and mm-hmm. with Dreisidel and Stutzla and Peter. Mm-hmm. I mean it you know 10 years ago 15 years ago people were la- sort of laughing at, at germany and now germany switzerland finland well, I was not a german
1: defenseman was it Benny? was it was it Benny something i can't remember it, but they, oh, they,
0: the, they, there was seidenberg dennis seidenberg, seidenberg. I, thank you yeah he was the guy yeah and he was he was important for the bruins in 2011 so uh what are Bettman's plans for European? I don't think there is plans for Europe. Oh, European. there's no plans for
1: Europe. This is just, you know, make money in, in the season. Right. Make extra money.
0: All right. Uh, Vepsis, question for Mike and Randy. Okay. Well, it'll be tough for Randy to help. Randy will have to respond in the He's no longer on the show. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. What, what it takes from the Leafs to get Chris Tanev from Calgary? Um, I mean – they could
1: probably get tanov for a second round pick
0: <clears throat> yeah but uh and again elliot and jeff were talking about this cuz a lot of people were talking about zadorov and tanov and there are some teams that are talking to calgary about both zadorov and tanov right and they might do that and they might do that and also with treliving and his relationship with those defensemen he might be trying to sign them into ex- sign them to extensions so well,
1: they can't. I don't know can the Leafs take on two defensemen and sign them to extensions. I don't know about. Well, that. the
0: extensions would be starting next I know, year. I know, but I mean, I still think they still well, they have, have money, money. They have a lot of money coming off the they book. Do. So um, I still but, think that's a smart thing. i again.
1: I'm very cautious about the Bradshaw living trades. You can go looking, and I don't know what percentage ownership made him do what he did in Calgary, but he made some bad trades.
0: Well, he, I mean. The Huberto deal was forced on him. I mean, basically, yeah. Kachuk, um, you know, him not trading Goudreau was not good. I mean, everybody yeah. knew everybody knew that Goudreau was was going to walk away. But he was, you know, at that point, they were one of the best teams in the West, and they thought they had a chance to win a Stanley Cup. I mean, I, again, if it was me, I would have traded William Neilander before the season because I don't think he's signing in Toronto. And if he does, he's going to be paying him over $10 million, and he's not worth it. He's not, I don't care what he does this year. He's, he, you know, he, he is making a case for $10 million a year. It's not a case. I, I, you know, if Toronto will rue the day that they sign him to a $10 million contract. Um, but I think, I think some like, okay. Um, the deal that he made the Lindholm deal, the Hannafin deal with, uh, with Carolina, I think is a pretty good deal. No, those are pretty good deals. Um, you know, the, now people point out, well, he included a prospect named Adam Fox. Adam Fox was never going to sign, we'll him. sign with them. I, I yeah. don't
1: count that. But yeah. again, you know, I go back week signing. I mean, there's three or four signings that
0: are brutal. Right, and those and those I think were forced on him because maybe
1: it's more of the signings than the trades.
0: Though. Yes. Uh, let's see. Any more questions? Germany has seen an increase of interest in hockey. Yep. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, just one last note. Uh, the Leafs are undefeated since they benched Ryan Reeves. It's
1: not shocking. I
0: mean Yep. Just letting that hang out there, folks. Okay. Uh Michael Cohen came in there. All right. Uh we'll be back on Monday with another I guess have the ankle monitor off. Okay. Oh yeah, there you go. Um, we'll be back on Monday with another edition of the Hockey Buzzcast. For Russ Cohen, I'm Michael Agello. Thank you for watching. And remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey. 18 plus.